And to Jesus be the glory and the honor and the praise. And God's people said, Amen. The Lord is on his way back, saints. Oh, come Lord Jesus, we give you the praise. And I want to talk to you about how to be ready, really, for the coming of the Lord, too, because victories in these last days are possible only one way. And I think you know you know the answer. But let's look at it, will you? Luke 21, verse 36. But first, I want to say a big thank you for joining me. Thank you for being my wonderful partners and my family. Watch ye therefore, verse 36 says, watch ye therefore and pray always. Now, the Lord is mentioning that we should watch, mean be alert, don't be taken by surprise, and pray always, not just sometimes, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things, all the troubles, all the things coming on earth that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. I know I've ministered many, many times on prayer, but I don't think there is anything more important today to talk about than seeking God continually in this hour, staying in the presence of the Lord always. And we must be reminded continually on this because, see, Satan fights us on this all the time. I mean, even though we know we need to pray, we need to seek the Lord, but we're, we're fighting two, two enemies, not just one. Number one, the devil. Number two, the flesh. And we just need to be so, uh, how shall I say, determined to not ever give up, never give in, never get too tired on it. And so, you know, it's like a runner, you know, when, 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 when we were kids, we would run in, in races at the school. And the people on the side would, would say, come on, go, you're almost there, go. And gave us tremendous, you know, uh, like a will, you know, like energy to keep, do, to, to go and, and to finish the race and win the race. And all I'm doing today is I'm one on the side saying, come on, keep going, keep praying, don't stop. It's almost over. It's almost, we're almost there. We're almost at the finish line. Hallelujah. And maybe I'm talking to someone today who feels like giving up. No, no, this is not the time to, to give up, saints. Because Jesus gave us his promise. Watch and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy. Think about that alone. That you may be accounted worthy to escape all the troubles coming on earth. Who wants to be here when all the troubles begin? We don't want to be here. People can miss the rapture for not taking this command seriously for neglecting prayer neglecting prayer can cause someone to miss the rapture it's that important okay that's why I'm talking to you I don't want you missing the rapture and the Bible says you know in James 4 2 ye have not because you ask not so when when people see no progress in the Christian life when, when, when people have troubles, there's only one answer. Neglect of prayer is the answer. So no fruit, it's because of neglect of prayer. Neglect of prayer is the reason for no power over sin. Neglect of prayer. See, God has promised you and me power. 
and he's placed this power at our disposal. All you have to do, he said, is pray. And you receive God's power to have a victorious life. Unstoppable victories, in fact. No defeat whatsoever. The secret is found, I believe, in Acts 2, 42. It says they continued. They continued steadfastly in prayer. That's the key. So somebody says, well, I pray, but, yeah, but will they continue? So Acts 2.42, they continued steadfastly. They understood you can't stop, you can't weaken, or the enemy will get in and destroy you. Much trouble will come. No, we don't want it. So how do we have victories over the enemy and the flesh? And the world too. Prayer. There is no other way. There are no shortcuts. God delights to answer our prayers. But he can't answer them if we're not doing what he said. Pray. So the Lord said, pray always that you may be worthy to escape and to stand before the Son of Man. Stand before the Son of Man means that you will stand there without blame. Stand there victorious, having come through victoriously. No shame, no defeat. But we might not be ashamed at his coming, Paul said. Oh, dear Jesus, please speak to your people right now about this. How important, Lord, this is for all of us. I need this too. I need this too. I'm preaching to myself like I'm preaching to you. I'm just being honest with you. I need someone to tell me, keep praying, Benny, keep praying. Don't stop. Because the flesh fights us. The devil fights us. And sometimes he uses our family to slow us down or our friends to slow us down or people we think are Christians to slow us down. Okay. God delights to answer prayer, but we have to pray. And in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Every time I pray, God shows me things I did not know. I'm telling you. When I get into the presence of God, you know, I like reading. I like reading every day. Ten chapters, maybe up to 15 chapters at at a time. And then I, when, when I'm done reading the word, which takes me about an hour every day, then I go to the Psalms. And that's when I put my worship music on. And then I begin to pray. And often I pray the Psalms. And there are times it's just exactly what I need to pray. Because the Psalms are prayers of the Lord. And when we pray the prayers of the Lord, we join in that prayer, you know. And something happens to me. Like a verse from the Psalms, I mean, comes alive. It becomes my cry, you know, my cry. And God uses that. And you talk about peace 
oh, there's no way to describe it. You talk about joy and victory, no way to describe it. And God begins to show me things I did not know were in the Bible. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. When we read the Bible, without being daily in the presence of God, our minds cannot connect. And if our minds cannot connect, our spirit is empty. Because the way it begins is you, you, you connect mentally and you start to read the information. And that information now becomes revelation as we meditate upon what, we're, what we've read. And then the heart comes alive, you know. Because meditation is vital before revelation. It's like the cow chewing the cud, you know. You, you go back and just rehearse what you read and think about it. And as you do, that chewing begins and then the, 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 the nutrition of the word goes into your spirit man. And next thing you know, there's life. Wow, you, you come alive. And then peace settles in. And then when I go to the Psalms, it's just like a new book. And I've read the Psalms. I read the Psalms every day. Every, every day. So I read every book of the Bible. and go from Genesis right to Revelation. But then Psalms I read every day. Because that helps me connect in prayer with the Lord. Because the Psalms is so full of uh, depth in prayer, you know. Of course, I pray for the needs too in my life and so on. But there's something about praying the Psalms. Please try that. It will be a blessing. But you can't do it till God has really softened your heart with his word. Brought life to your heart with his word, like I just told you earlier. So, when you read Jeremiah 33, it says, I will show you great and mighty things. It really happens like I've been telling you, where the presence of God has now invaded your heart before you ever pray, you know. And in Psalm 50, verse 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee. Thou shalt glorify me. Isn't it precious? Call upon me. Uh, so, if someone says, well, I'm too busy to pray. Well, then what they're saying is they're too busy to be victorious and have power. Because, you know, sometimes people have a lot of activity in their life, but little or no results because they just won't pray. So activity means nothing if there's no prayer behind it. I'm going to say it again. Activity means nothing if there's no prayer behind it. People can work. And, and, you know, wear themselves to the ground almost, trying to make things happen, whatever they do. My father-in-law, Rohadan, used to say something powerful. Anything that you push needs to die. Anything that you push needs to die. Because probably, you know, I should say, people sometimes, they just work and work and work, but nothing's going on. There's no results. Needs to die. But prayer gives it life. Prayer puts a mighty engine behind activity. And the devil, frankly, is not afraid of activity or machines. He's only afraid of God. 
Hallelujah, Lord. He's only afraid of God because machinery without prayer is machinery without God. Activity without prayer is activity without God. And the devil is not afraid of activity. He's afraid of God. And when God gets into your activity, there'll be power in your life and my life. So, for the arm, the arm of God does not respond till we pray. And all of God's resources, all of heaven's resources are at our command when we pray. Think about what I just said. All of heaven's resources are at your command and my command only when we pray, they become ours. They are at, at our disposal. So prayer really is the key. That kind of prayer I've been telling you when you read the word and then your God's word will bring life to your heart and then you pray, you know. That kind of prayer is the key that opens wide the inexhaustible storehouses of divine grace and divine power. You like that, Chad, don't you? Hallelujah. Think about this. Prayer is the key that opens wide the inexhaustible storehouse or storehouses, really, of divine grace and divine power. Ask, it shall be given unto you. Seek, ye shall find. Knock, the door will be open, Matthew 7 says. The Lord said in Matthew 7. So God will swing wide the doors of his divine treasures only when we pray. The Lord will swing wide the doors of his treasures, divine treasures, only when you and I pray. So there really is only one limit uh, that will close everything down, prayerlessness. Prayerlessness is that thing that just limits everything. But there's no limit when we pray. So the, the one thing that shuts it down is when people don't pray. And the one thing that opens wide the door when we pray. So think about, there really is no limit. There is no limit to the person who knows how to pray when it comes to power. There is no limit to what God can do. And I've said this many times, prayer can do anything God can do, therefore prayer is omnipotent. Prayer can do anything God can do. Because when God answers prayer, then everything happens. So prayer really is all power. And if you want to have all power in your life, pray. Wow. You know, um, Isaiah said, woe is me, I am undone. Remember that in Isaiah 6? Because uh, as we begin to pray, something happens. 
as we begin to pray, like Isaiah, we will cry, I am undone. In other words, we can no longer trust ourselves. Before miracles really begin, God will show you your weakness. And there's no, how shall I say it? There's no greater revelation that, that unleashes miracles than when we see how weak we are and how mighty God is. We can't do it. So really prayer brings power into your life <clears throat> when like Isaiah you say, I'm undone. Woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. Because God reveals you to you before his power descends on you. And when God reveals you to you, then you will, you will repent, you will break in his presence. And a broken heart he'll not despise. And that's where power starts to flow, like a mighty river. So, <clears throat> a life of prayer really, and the, uh, power in prayer really begins when we, when we begin to see how God only can perform that mighty work through us. When, when Isaiah, let me take you to Isaiah 6 quickly. When Isaiah discovered how weak he is, I was just reading John Newton. Wow, so powerful. That man who wrote Amazing Grace talks about how he, when we come to the end of our resources, you know, we discover God's giving, like that old song, He giveth more grace, you know. When the burdens grow greater, He sendeth more strength. When the labors increase, He to added afflictions, He addeth His mercy to multiply trials, His multiplied peace. <laughs> I love I love that song, you know. The Bible tells us when we come to the end of ourselves, the power of God begins to flow. But we can't come to the end of ourselves till we pray. And then you read this amazing verse 8 of Isaiah 6. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. He could not have said that. He could not have surrendered till he saw how weak he is. Surrender is impossible till we see and that we cannot do it. Only God can. So he heard God say, who shall we send? Send me, Lord, here am I. And the Lord said, go tell this people. God never used me till I discovered I cannot do it. It's like Catherine Kuhlman who said, I have nothing to give you. Can you use a nothing? Here it is. Isn't that powerful, Chetty? That's when God uses us, guys. That's when God uses you and me. Is when we come to the end of ourselves. Catherine Kuhlman used to say, no, it's not, you know, our faith, it's not our great faith. It's our little faith in a great God. <laughs> it's not my great faith. It's my little faith in a great God. When I see how great he is and how little I am, 
miracles begin to happen. But not, none of that will happen till I get on my knees. Then I see how little I am and how big God is. That's what, what, that's what happened to Moses uh, at the burning bush when he saw his own helplessness. Don't you remember he said to the Lord, he said, I can't talk. I can't do it. Look, look at this incredible part of God's word here. I'm reading Exodus 3 verse 2. And it says, the angel of the Lord appears to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And then in verse 5, God says, do not draw nigh, put off your shoes. And then in verse 6, God introduces himself. And he was afraid to look upon God, it says in verse 6. Then in verse 10, see, as, as the minute he falls on the floor, the, the second he, he, he begins to worship and so on because it says he 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 fell he he was he was afraid of the lord he was afraid to look upon him and moses hid his face he was afraid and then look at verse 10 i love it come now therefore i will send thee unto pharaoh that you may bring forth my people <laughs> and moses said watch this who who am i that i should go to pharaoh that I should bring forth your people. He saw his, his, his nothingness, you know. So God reveals himself and Moses, the first thing, you know, he says, who am I in verse 11? I can't do it. David said before the Lord, I was reading it today. He said before the Lord, he said, who am I and who is my father's house? That's why God used them. I, I would say that to the Lord every time in every crusade. Believe me, I'm telling you the gospel truth. I would sit on that platform, look at, look at that crowd of thousands, and I would always say, who am I? Who is my father's house? Because we never forget from whence we've come. We've never, we never forget from where we've come, because as long as you see your littleness, you'll see his bigness. I had a man of God, well, anyways, a man, preacher, uh, approached me at the Dallas airport. And he came to me one day, and, well, uh, you're, you're the big shot now, you're Ben Hinn, you're... You're filling stadiums. And I said, you know what? I don't think about it. I said, I never have. I said, I'm afraid to think about it. Oh, come on, man. Be real. He said, I said, I am being real. I never think about it. I'm afraid to think about it. I, because I, I, I learned, touch not the glory. Don't touch the glory. It's not your work. It's his work. He's doing it. I'm not the one bringing the crowds. The Lord is. Samuel says to Saul, when you were little in your own eyes, God chose you. When you were little in your own eyes, God chose you. And I think God sometimes refuses somebody when they stop being little in their own eyes. Prayer keeps you little. 
Staying on your knees keeps you little. Seeking the Lord keeps you little. A man named David Maines, 100 Huntley Street, one day said to me, he said, because I said, David, why do we always have trouble? He said, to keep you on your knees, Benny. To keep you on your knees. To stay little in your own eyes. Wow. What did, what did Job say? What did Job say in Job 42 when he met God? He said, I abhor myself and I repent in dust and ashes. Mmm, wow. That's what happens. And then power will flow. Dear God, I feel the anointing talking to you. Power will flow when we see our littleness and God's greatness. Can you lift your hands to heaven and let's just bless him and thank him for his mercy. Oh, sweet Jesus, I worship you. Oh, sweet Jesus, I worship you. Wow. Lord, you are our God. You are a wonderful Redeemer. Now that we've prepared ourselves Touch us, to Lord. Worship, the Spirit can begin to lead us Touch in expressing that worship in the way that would please God most. And one of the first things the Spirit desires to lead us into Lift your hands and tell Mama you love you. Please, lift your hands and love you. We have been given the spirit of sonship. Ah. In our day, that would be like saying, Papa God. I'm I'm playing a beautiful Steve Fry who wrote, For the glory of your presence. He wrote this beautiful song. Let me just begin with a song here. Abba Father, Lord God, He is all that we need. He is all we need. The Lord is telling me somebody's just been healed of arthritis. I rebuke that arthritis in Jesus' name. For your glorious name's sake. Just lift your hands and receive your healing. I didn't expect this. A skin condition has just been healed. A hip injury has just been healed. Yes, thank you, Lord. Uh, circulation. Somebody's circulation is being healed right now. A lady with cancer just said, Lord, heal me. Lord, heal her now. I see wearing something red like me today. You have something red on. Receive your healing, dear. I rebuke that cancer in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Lord, touch your people. Migraines, severe migraines are being healed. In Jesus' name. Hey, Chad, lift your hands. Ask God to touch you. You've been having troubles too. That anointing is flowing. Lord, I give you praise. Malba You are our God. Someone's infection in the right eye that just God just healed you. Bless your people, Lord, today. Prepare us for your coming, sweet master. 
Please, Lord. In Jesus' name, prepare for your coming. Ah, sinuses just cleared up. I, di I didn't expect any of these things. Lift your hands, just say Jesus. Come on. Just say Jesus. Just Jesus, that's all. Just Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Don't have what a precious time today. I will never cease to love you, Lord. Never cease to love you. Wow. Lord, bless your people as they give your work now. Bless your people as they give your work. In Jesus' precious name. Bless their finances. Bless their future. Bless their families. In Jesus' name. Wow. It's time to give. It's time to give to the Lord. So God can bless you. Reward you. Increase you on every side. Okay, you can give on the platform you're watching me on and or just go to our website or just text it, BHM45777. Much love and blessings and thank you for letting me minister to you today. I didn't realize it's going to go the way it did, but I love it. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Wow. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And share this with your friends, please. Bye-bye.